0: This is Adam Hulse. Thanks for tuning into this episode of my podcast, which is brought to you by La Touraine, the best affordable luxury watches and accessories on the market. Go to their website at LaTouraine.com and use my promo code, three capital letters, A H. S. that will get you 10% off your entire order at latourain.com. We also have Pick 'em Wars free to play contests, real cash prizes. Go to pickemwars.com to get started today. Look, it's simple. It's free to play, no credit card, no gimmicks, nothing like that. You just pick the winners to sports contests and if you get the most right, they pay you out in real cash. So go to pickemwars.com today to get started. We also have team clicks. Team branded sunglasses and blue light blockers. They have all different teams, all different leagues, really cool designs, everything you're looking for. Go to Team Clicks with an X, T-E-A-M. C-L-I-X dot com and use my promo code, all capital letters, Adam Hulse Sports. That will get you your best deals and offers at teamclicks.com. That same promo code, all capital letters, Adam Hulse Sports, will get you all of your best deals and offers at fanatics.com. Fanatics has team branded everything you can think of. Clothing, art, bedding, literally anything you can think of that you want your team's logo on or your team's name on. Go to fanatics.com use my promo code all capital letters Adam Hull sports and that will get you your best deals and offers I'd like to give a shout out to the rave on sports app I've been hosting Dallas Cowboys games on the rave on sports app we watch the game live we comment on all of the action on the app it's a whole lot of fun we battle against other teams it's a great place for fans to watch games together if you haven't checked it out yet you really should it's rave on sports It can be downloaded, Apple, Google, in the App Store. For everyone who has been joining me there, we've been having a blast doing it. If you haven't tried it yet, you really should give it a shot. You'll probably like it. It's a lot of fun. It's the Rave On Sports app. You can join me there for Dallas Cowboys games throughout the NFL season now one more thing i want to mention i am taking place in a fantasy football reality show this season it's called the trenches it can be found on youtube it's presented by armchair athletics so it's a fantasy football league but not your standard kind of league there's all kinds of twists and turns they call them game breakers it's like a league that you've never seen before all this kind of crazy stuff happens you can lose players from your roster for underperforming players can be stolen off your roster by other team given the week that it is and the game breaker that's in play for that week it's crazy you've never seen anything like it before i am competing as one of the 12 teams on that for a large cash prize if that's something that interests you if you like fantasy football if you like reality competitions check it out on youtube it's called the trenches and it's presented by armchair athletics Now, for that show, I am playing for a charity as well. Merlin's Kids is the name of the charity that I'm playing for. What they do is they rescue dogs and then train them to become service dogs and then pair those service dogs with a child with special needs or a returning veteran who needs a service dog, all different kinds of people. They match specifically the person and the dog together, the personalities that match best. So it's a great cause. It's a win-win for both sides. These dogs get rescued and find a new homes and these people who need a dog now have one. So they're called Merlin's Kids. If you can give anything to them, anything is appreciated. It's going to go to a great cause. Okay, with all of that being said, I just want to say that everything I just mentioned, all of my sponsors, all the causes I'm supporting, everything that I have going on, my NFL articles that I write, I push out about 20 or 25 every week, all the latest news on the podcast, other appearances that I'm making on other people's podcasts, Anything you need to know about what's going on can all be found in one place. It's on my Twitter page. The handle is at Adam Hulse Sports. Make sure you follow me there. The top tweet at the top of my Twitter has the pinned most recent episode of the podcast in the comment section of that tweet is direct links to everything that I just listed at the top of this episode. They can also all be found on my link tree, which is Adam Hole Sports as well. So check me out there. Make sure you follow me so that you're sure you're up to date and you don't miss anything that I have going on. Okay, with all of that being said, let's now dive into this week's episode of the podcast. What I'm going to be doing in this one is I'm going to be giving my quick rundown of my Power rankings my top 10 right now as it currently stands who I think the 10 best teams are I'll count down from number 10 to number one and just give a little bit of a reason of why I feel that way about that team so I'm going to start with number 10 and I'm going with my Dallas Cowboys at number 10 now there was a lot of concern about this team for me before the season because of the wide receiving core Noah Brown has stepped up in a big way he's been a better receiver than I was expecting him to be he's kind of filled in as that number two Michael Gallagher Gallup is about ready to make his return. That's going to be a huge boost to the offense as well. He's that deep threat, stretch the field guy that the offense is currently missing. Schultz has been hurt. He's coming back. So again, the Cowboys offense has been a little bit banged up. Their wide receiver group was something I was concerned with, but they've been finding ways to win games and without Dak Prescott. Cooper Rush is now a 3-0 undefeated quarterback. If you listen to my last episode of the podcast, my week one overreactions, i said i'm going all in on cooper rush i'm gonna believe in the undefeated quarterback until he loses a game or until he gives me a reason not to believe that he can win games he hasn't done it yet he just keeps winning he plays solid he doesn't make mistakes the cowboys run the ball very well with zeke with Pollard, and then Cooper Rush just makes the right decision. Now, he hasn't been playing phenomenal, but he's winning games. He's managing games. And our defense, this Cowboys defense, looks for real. Micah Parsons is arguably the best defensive player in the league right now all around. He's clearly a top five defensive player if he's not the best. He wreaks havoc on quarterbacks. He did it all last year during his rookie year. He's even better this year. He's all over the field. He's a real problem. He is an absolute superstar star Micah Parsons and I said before the season when I was previewing the Cowboys that I think that this defense was going to take another step forward, not just because of Parsons, but because of this another year under Dan Quinn. Now, Dan Quinn is an excellent defensive coordinator. He was phenomenal. Legion of Boom days with the Seattle Seahawks. He kind of got a bad reputation a little bit for when he was with the Falcons, which was a little bit unfair. He did win the NFC and go to the Super Bowl. They just blew that game. But he's back to what he does best, which in my opinion is defensive coordinator. The Cowboys defense has been night and day since he took over. I'm believing in the Cowboys right now. They're finding ways to win games. They can run the ball. They can play defense. They cannot make mistakes from quarterback. That's been a recipe to win games in the NFL, like since the NFL was invented, right? Run the ball, play defense. Don't turn the ball over. If you can do those three things very well, you give yourself a shot in every single game. The Cowboys are doing it. They're getting healthier. They can elevate from here. They are definitely in my top 10 right now. Moving on now to number nine is a team that has surprised a lot of people, but it's not a team that surprised me. If you listen to my last two episodes, I've been all in on this team. That is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I picked them before the season started to win the AFC South Division. I said they would be the most improved team in football this year, that they were the dark horse, they were the wild card, they were the team that's gonna surprise a lot of people and make the playoffs after being so bad last year, mainly because of Trevor Lawrence. I know never gave up on Trevor Lawrence's talent, I'm not giving up on it now, I still believe he is a generational talent, he's just not blossoming as quickly as some may have thought that he would, he needed just a little bit of extra time, that's okay, his rookie year he had the Urban Meyer disaster, the just terrible situation in Jacksonville, I think that really hurt his development and stunted his growth, now that he has a legitimate head coach in Doug Peterson and one with that great reputation for working with quarterbacks, we're already seeing. huge difference in Trevor Lawrence. We're already starting to see why all the scouts, all the analysts had this guy as such a highly rated prospect because the talent is there. The mindset is there. It's starting to blossom now. He's been great in the early part of the season. I expect him to continue getting better as the year goes on. I don't think this is a fluke for the Jaguars. I think they're here to stay. I mentioned that I think that the AFC South is the worst division in football right now. I think that they're very weak. I thought that before the year which was also part of why I picked the Jags to win that division. I'm sticking with that prediction. I have the Jags in my top 10 right now at number 9. Okay, moving up to number 8 now, and it's a team that I'm not very high on, but a team that does still deserve to be in the top 10. That's the Green Bay Packers. Look, they still have Aaron Rodgers. He is still the MVP of the last two consecutive seasons in a row. I don't like their offense outside of Rodgers. The receiving core is a mess. I think they made a huge mistake by not adding a proven veteran receiver that Rodgers can count on. It looks very obvious that Rodgers does not trust his wide receivers receivers he looks frustrated at times on the field with his wide receivers I think the Packers did him a disservice by not replacing Devontae Adams but Rodgers is so good he still finds ways to win they can run the ball with Jones and Dillon and their defense is really good the Packers might have one of the more underrated defenses in football they have stars at all three levels they're solid from top to bottom even the last few years I mean the talk was always about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and the way that they dominate the league and that's what the talk should be about but it was their defense that's kind of gone under the radar their defense has been good for a few years now they still continue to get better as well that recipe I talked about like with the Cowboys like if you can play great defense and you can run the ball you can give yourself chances to win the Packers are able to do that as well and then they have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers that if he gets the ball at the end of the game and he needs one drive most of the time he's gonna get it for you so the Packers do have a good recipe down I think that there's ceiling is limited though with the lack of options at wide receiver so for now I have the Packers at number eight at number seven is another team that I'm not particularly high on it's not a team that I love right now but like the Packers it's another team that deserves to be in the top 10 and that's the defending Super Bowl champions that's the Los Angeles Rams Cooper Cup is pretty much picking up right where we left off last year he still seems uncoverable Stafford just goes to him all the time you can double team him you can bump him at the line. You can have safety help. Nothing really seems to matter. Cooper Cup just keeps getting open and his chemistry with Stafford is pretty much unstoppable. The big problem for me with the Rams offense in particular is that's kind of all they have. They have not been able to consistently run the ball. They picked up Allen Robinson to be their second receiver and he's been a disaster so far this year. He was a disaster last year in Chicago too. A lot of people myself included kind of thought he would revive his career now that he's in Sean McVay's offense that has not been the case and look I know it's still early in the year and he has time to turn it around but maybe Allen Robinson is just done maybe he's just washed at this point maybe he's got nothing left because he's been terrible for more than a full season now but that hasn't mattered too much because of Stafford and Cup look Stafford's turning the ball over a lot he had that elbow issue in the offseason that he had that little surgery on maybe that's still bothering him maybe that can account for some of the extra turnovers that he's this year look Stafford's always been a gun slinger so interceptions are always going to kind of be a part of his game they've been a little more this year than usual maybe that's the elbow issue maybe it's pressing a little bit because he doesn't have anyone else he can count on besides Cooper Cup but the Rams still look okay defense is still great they have a superstar at all three levels Aaron Donald Bobby Wagner Jalen Ramsey that's kind of been the strategy of the less need led Rams with him as the GM it's to get as many superstars as possible and then just fill in the rest of the roster with whatever they're very top heavy it worked for them last year won them a super bowl last year they're still using that strategy and so far this year they look okay though i'm not super high right now on the rams moving on now to number six i have the tampa bay buccaneers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have so many injuries that they're dealing with right now, especially on offense. Their receiving core has been completely depleted. Their offensive line has been beaten up, but they still have Tom Brady. Tom Brady can probably find ways to win games with just about anybody on offense. Their defense is still super solid. Fournette's still a great running back. The Bucs are a team. They are just going to get better and better as the year goes on. As they get healthier and as Brady develops chemish more chemistry with Guys like Russell Gage, if Julio Jones can get healthy, Cameron Braid at tight ends, all those kind of other pieces that they added in around Evan Godwin's and Fournette. I just see the Bucks as a team that they're looking pretty good right now, a little bit stale, but they are finding ways to win. I expect them to just get better and better as the year goes on. Come the end of the season, like every year with the Tom Brady team, they're gonna be a real threat to win the Super Bowl. They're gonna make the playoffs, they're gonna be a team that nobody wants to play so though they may be a little bit sluggish to start the year it's the long game with the Buccaneers they know that I know that late in the season they're just gonna look business as usual for the Buccaneers but for now I have them at number six okay so now moving into the top five at number five I have the Baltimore Ravens Lamar Jackson has been unbelievable this year. I heard a crazy stat that he's accounted for 87% of the Ravens' total offense. That's absolutely ridiculous. After three weeks, he's leading the NFL with 10 touchdown passes. He's also leading all quarterbacks in rushing yards, and he ranks fifth among all players in rushing yards. Only four running backs have more rushing yards than Lamar Jackson does, on top of his 10 touchdowns. Obviously, he is an early favorite to win the MVP award. If the season ended today, he'd have a really strong case for it. He basically is the Ravens' entire offense right now, and in a sense, even their entire team right now, because their defense has been a disaster. In particular, against the pass, they rank dead last against the pass by a lot. Like it's not even close. They allow much more passing yards per game than any other team. Been a disaster. Teams can't really run the ball on the Ravens, but they don't really have to with how bad their passing defense has been. Teams are putting up points on the Ravens because they're moving the ball through the air. It's requiring Lamar Jackson to be spectacular, and to his credit, he has been. Without Lamar Jackson, the Ravens would be a disaster right now. They would be one of the worst teams in the league. Lamar's keeping them alive, and so much so that I have them in my top five. That's how good he's been with the Ravens, checking in at number five. Their real test is going to be in Week Four when they play the Buffalo Bills. That's an exciting game in Week Four, probably the best game on the slate the Bills versus the Ravens the Bucks and Chiefs is another really good one as well but that's a true test for the Ravens really want to see where they stand how they match up against the Bills who are obviously one of the best teams in the league this year moving on now to number four and I have the Philadelphia Eagles now this is a team I was not particularly high on before the year I still am skeptical about how good they really are they've had a pretty soft schedule through three games games, but To their credit, they did win all three of those games and they've looked very good in winning all three of those games. They haven't been cheap wins. Their offense has looked great. I didn't think AJ Brown was going to make much of a difference for the Eagles offense because he's more of a deep threat wide receiver and Jalen Hurts kind of struggles to throw the deep ball. I was wrong about that. He definitely has made a difference in the offense. If for nothing else, he's clearing up a lot of space for Devontae Smith to really develop. He's been better this This year than he was last year for sure and the threat of aj brown has allowed the eagles to run the ball even better than they have they led the nfl in rushing during the 2021 season they're picking up right where they left off this year They run the ball with a lot of different running backs. Miles Sanders is the lead guy, but they use Gainwell. They use Boston Scott. And then, of course, Jalen Hurts, one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the NFL. After Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts ranks second right now in rushing among quarterbacks. So the Eagles were a playoff team last year. I thought they would compete for a playoff spot again this year. I wasn't super high on them. I'm still skeptical. I want to see them do it against legitimate playoff caliber championships type caliber teams until i fully believe how good the eagles are but they are undefeated after three weeks Gotta give them credit for that, and that's why I'm putting them ranked number four right now in my power rank. Okay, now moving into the top three, ranked at number three is the only other team in addition to the Eagles that won all three of their games to start the season, that is the Miami Dolphins. Now, some may be asking, with the Dolphins just beating the Buffalo Bills, and with being undefeated, why aren't they higher than number three? It's a fair question for me, they still have not been as impressive as the top two teams, though both of the top two teams in my rankings have one loss each. The Dolphins did get the win over the Bills. Huge credit to them for getting it. The Bills' defense was dealing with all kinds of injuries. They were not at 100% at all. Now, that's not an excuse for why the Bills lost. They still had a shot to win the game at the end. The clock ran out on them. They did not get it done. I understand that. The Dolphins won the game but I'm just not convinced that if that game were played again or let's say a best of three series on a neutral field I just still think that the Bills are the better team than the Dolphins at this point despite the loss the Dolphins are doing a lot of things well obviously their one-two punch at receiver with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill early part of the season that is the best receiving duo in football so far they've been nearly unstoppable as a tandem them. New head coach Mike McDaniel with his new system, it has worked for him. The addition of Tyreek obviously took their offense to a new level as well. Tua Tagovailoa looks like a completely different quarterback this year as well. He looks top level. He looks very good so far in this early part of the year. This new system seems to fit his strengths a lot better than what he had been playing in in the past. I do still think there's some question marks with the Dolphins on defense. They've been so good on defense the last couple of years i think they took a little bit of a step back this year one of the main reasons being for me is that they don't have that true elite game-changing pass rusher that a lot of the other top defenses have they scheme their way to pressure for the most part not that they don't have good pass rushers they just don't have that elite top tier guy maybe that's a move that the dolphins can make you know when the trade deadline comes up something they can add to their team the best way they can improve if they are going to make a deal is by adding a pass rusher if they do so maybe they would take another step forward or if they just keep winning games they can clearly move to the top of the power rankings but again despite beating the buffalo bills in week three i still have the dolphins at number three in my power rank moving on now to number two that is the kansas city chiefs one of the two teams that i have in the top two both of my teams in the top two have one loss while teams three and four are undefeated after three games now of course winning is important record is extremely important for me record is not everything I am just ranking them on who I believe are the 10 best teams in order in the NFL, despite having a loss compared to no losses. This isn't standings in terms of the rankings. This is a power ranking, all inclusive for me. How I felt about the team before the season, how I'm projecting them for the rest of the year, their overall roster, my expectations for them. And all of that does not change for me and go out the window just because three games Have been played, and because one team has a better record than the other, that is something that is for sure factored in. Because for me, the Dolphins and Eagles would not have even been in my top 10 preseason rankings, and they weren't. They were in the 10 to 15 range, not in the top 10. They moved all the way up to three and four. I haven't seen enough of a reason to move the Chiefs out of the top two just yet, in my opinion. They still have Mahomes. I know they lost Tyreek Hill during the offseason. I've made my point about how I believe Mahomes may be even better this year without Tyreek. That's not a criticism on Tyreek Hill. For me, that is a props to Mahomes that I think he's gained a new chip on his shoulder this season. He wants to remind everybody how good he really is and that he did not necessarily need Tyreek Hill. It was a great luxury to have, but he will be just fine without Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs have looked good so far to me. They lost a very strange game to the Colts in week three, which I I admit is a very bad loss because I don't think the Colts are very good at all. I'm very low on them this season. So yes, I understand that is a bad loss. But all things considered, the whole picture, the whole story with the Chiefs, with all that speed at wide receiver, their depth at running back, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, a good enough defense as they've proven the last few years. Their defense isn't great. It's good enough when you have Patrick Mahomes. My opinion has not changed on the Chiefs just yet after three games though they lost to a bad Colts team so I'm keeping them at number two and finally number one a team that I mentioned when I was talking about the Dolphins is the Buffalo Bills they still top my power rankings they lost that head-to-head game with the Dolphins they were depleted in that game they still had a chance to win they didn't win but a lot of you know my reasoning for the Chiefs being at two is my reasoning for the Bills at one I'm taking all things into consideration about this team including how I felt about them before the year started while for me there's been a lot of shuffling with other teams i just truly believe that right now the bills and the chiefs are the two best teams in the nfl by a fairly significant margin in my opinion they are the elite two everybody else kind of comes after that in my opinion. Three games is not enough for me to change that opinion just because both teams have a loss. Look, the Bills are just good everywhere right now. Obviously, Josh Allen is a MVP candidate. He was the MVP favorite at the start of the year. The Bills were the Super Bowl favorites at the start of the year. I think they both deserved to be favorites in their own right. He has great chemistry with Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis, I think, is an emerging star at receiver. Isaiah McKenzie in the slot has been good. And they're deep there, too. They still have Crowder. They have Dawson Knox at tight ends. They can run the ball when they have to. They are a pass-first team, for sure. Josh Allen lights it up. Josh Allen runs the ball a lot, too. He's in the top five in rushing yards among quarterbacks. But the threat of Josh Allen with his legs and with his arm and him having one of the biggest, most powerful arms in the NFL opens up that running game for them when they need to, when they have to. They kind of catch the defense off guard sometimes with their running. Devin Singletary's been their lead back. He's very underrated. He's been very solid for the Bills. The second half of last season, he was awesome. He's been very good this year as well, but he kind of gets none of the credit. In general with the public it's just all about josh allen and maybe it should be because of how good josh allen is and how far he's come and how he's gotten better every year and how he's really built himself up to be one of the very best quarterbacks in the nfl quarterbacks always steal the spotlight again kind of as they should because of how important they are to their team's success singletary's one of the more unsung heroes of this team he's having another very solid season right now and then there's the bill's defense i've talked about this a lot the bill's Those were the number one ranked defense last season. Now obviously the last little situation that they had last year with the Chiefs in that playoff game, they gave up the points with just 13 seconds to go on the clock, they couldn't close out Patrick Mahomes, they eventually lost that game, that kind of left a bad taste in everybody's mouth about their defense, but that was one situation in one game, they didn't come up big when the Bills needed them the most, and they should definitely be penalized for that, but they were spectacular the rest of the year, number one in yards allowed, number one in points allowed. And then they added Bon Miller to the mix during the offseason. So nothing for me to dislike about the Bills right now. Sure, they lost one game to the Dolphins, who have proven that they are a very good opponent. The Bills were not 100% that game. They still had their chance to win at the end. I still fully believe in the Bills. As I said, too, I fully believe in the Chiefs. I think they are number one and number two by a pretty significant margin. Now, if they lose another game or they lose another couple games or start looking less dominant over the these next couple weeks of course they can fall in my power rankings they're not locked into one and two forever just because i had a high opinion before the season the way i do these rankings as i said it is all inclusive Preseason projections, rest of season projections, expectations, who they've played so far, who they've beaten, who they've lost to, how they've won, how they've lost, how they've looked doing it. I'm including everything. And for me, the Bills and the Chiefs are still that top class of team right now with everybody else chasing them. So just one more time, my top 10 power rankings. This time I'll do it from number one and count down to number 10. I have Bills. Chiefs, Dolphins, Eagles, Ravens, Bucks, Rams... Packers Jaguars Cowboys that is where I sit right now after three weeks completed heading into week four they're very fluid they fluctuate all the time each week can drastically change the power rankings depending on the number of factors now with my power rankings I actually post them every week on my Twitter account I mentioned my Twitter before is at Adam Hulse sports so make sure you follow me there to stay up to date with the power rankings it also has direct links as I mentioned before to all of my sponsors, all the causes that I am supporting to list those one more time. La Touraine, Pick'em Wars, Team Clicks, Fanatics, Rave On Sports, The Trenches, and Merlin's Kids Charity. Make sure you check all of those out on Twitter at Adam Hulse Sports. Follow me while you're there. I hope you come back again next week and join me for another episode of the podcast. Until then, this has been Adam Hulse. Thanks for listening.